welcome. Glad to have you with us on Carry On Guns. Uh, Dale Roberts, MoGunLaw.com, and then uh, Chuck Basie, former state representative and uh, Second Amendment supporter. He's on board with us uh, as well. Garson is in from Graffs, and uh, he's brought in some uh, f- some firearms for show and tell. And uh, boy, where do you want to start, Garson? Because these are these are all, these are all neat. Uh, let's start with the Ruger. All right, let's all start right. with the Ruger. Hey, Gary. Be- before we start on this, I just wanted to make it a quick announcement. Earth Day today. Uh, chainsaws are on sale at Home Depot. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that it was Earth Day, which is why I turned the heat up and opened all the doors. Well, when was the last time Brian cut down a tree? <laughs> oh, boy. I celebrate Earth Day entirely different. I recycle on Earth Day. Well, you just make the view on the Earth better with your chainsaw, right? Yes. <laughs> How do you recycle? Well, I, uh, I drain the oil out of my truck. And I dig a big hole, and I pour it right back in the earth where it came from. <laughs> exactly. That's I'm, I'm doing my duty. That's heartwarming. See, I yeah. celebrate it differently. I turn the heat up and then open all the doors in the house and leave all the lights on, uh, <laughs> celebrating what Mother Earth has given us in carbon fuels. Uh, and, and then uh, today when I leave the parking lot, I just might light up the tires to cut a couple of donuts. Because <laughs> that smoke, you know, is it, it's just a, a sign that oil makes tires. And those are really important, even for battery-powered cars. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I didn't know your Prius would do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to wind it up to about eight grand and then pop the clutch. No, uh, all right, let's 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 go on to show and tell. <laughs> Go ahead, Garson. All right. So uh, the Ruger I have is an SR-1911 in their commander size uh, with the aluminum frame. So this is uh, this is a nice uh, carry gun for somebody who wants, you know, full-size 45 power in, in a slightly more compact package than um, a 5-inch 1911. Uh, this one is two-tone. So the aluminum lower is uh, got a black finish on it. And then it's got a stainless slide and a stainless barrel. Um, it's got a partridge sight, uh, just a white dot front with a, a Novak-style rear. Um, oh, it's a real Novak rear sight. So I'm guessing that's a real Novak front sight. So Novaks on it. Uh, they're not night sights, but um, they're, they've got that nice, clean profile. So they're uh, low drag, low drag rear sight there. And it's got um, slim grips on it. So instead of the regular thick um, or thicker uh, 1911 style grips, these are the these are like the half thickness grips. So it really it really reduces the grip size a lot for a lot of people. So that makes it a lot more comfortable to shoot. You get a little better wrap around on your hand um, and better purchase on that gun. Uh, no, so the other thing about this is it's got a smooth front. So you know a lot of guns they checker the heck out of these things and and yeah they add grip. But, um, you know, it's not a super hard gun to hold anyway, and I, I really appreciate the non-checkered front. Um, it, it's kind of a rare thing to see on, on a custom light gun, but um, I, I, I prefer the, the non-checkered fronts in a lot of situations. So the, the grip is not thicker? The, the frame is the same size as a regular 1911, but it's got, um, they've shaved down the grips to where they're, um, flatter and lower profile than regular grips, um, but this has the uh, full length grip, uh, so it does use uh, seven or eight round 
magazines. Uh, so a little shorter overall, but uh, still the same height. I think we should move on now to the rifle. All righty. Oh, yes. We're waiting on you. Yeah, I had to reach around and get it. <laughs> so, uh, this he, has is, to hold, he has to hold it, folks, to tell you about it. Uh, well, of course ahead. I do. Uh, this is a Rock River Arms uh, R9 competition. Uh, so this is an AR-15 style rifle in 9mm. Uh, 16-inch barrel with a compensated uh, muzzle. Uh, and I did not know this until recently, but uh, Rock River cryogenically treats their barrels. So um, what that does is that stress relieves the barrel. Um, so when the barrel heats up, it's going to have a, a lower or a lessened shift in your point of impact as the barrel gets hotter uh, because the barrel's been stress relieved. Um, collapsible stock on this guy. Uh, it's got Rock Reverse um, self-logoed SOP mod style sock. Uh, so it's got a nice big uh, cheek weld for you. Um, and uh, it comes with a... Uh, so this takes Glock magazines. It comes with an ETS magazine. Uh, this looks like a 17-round ETS magazine. Um, it does have bolt hole open. So a lot, of, a lot of the pistol caliber carbines omit the bolt hole open. But this one, uh, this one has that. Uh, it's got a nice big mag release on it, and um, it's got Rock River Arms, um, heck, uh, hugely famous two-stage trigger. Um, they've been doing this trigger for twenty-something plus years. Um, it's uh, it's a great, you know, great trigger. Period. But um, it's it's one of the more moderately priced two-stage triggers. Um, since they're not wasting all that money putting it in a drop-in chassis, um, they give you, a, I think, a better trigger for a better price. Uh, Free-floated handguard, and it is set up for, uh, you know, competitive-style shooting where it's uh, pretty slim around its circumference, so you can get your your uh, thumb over the top of the handguard and get a good wrap around uh, to control the gun better. Um, and it's not, you know, it's got rails where you need them, and then uh, M-lock slots. Uh, along the rest of the barrels, you can add accessories where you want them. Nice. Yes. I, uh, and, and how many of these do we have in stock? I mean, do, are these the only ones you have? Uh, yeah, these are the only ones of these I have in stock. And when will they be back at Graf's? I will get them back on Monday. Okay. All right, let's go to the big daddy here, the one that uh, Dale and I are going to arm wrestle over. Well, you're too late on this one. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I went to the men's room and he made a deal? No, I, I bought this one yesterday. Oh, you dirty rat. That's like <laughs> that's like giving somebody a raise before you fire them so they're losing a better job. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's well, so, so unfair. Yeah, I mean, you're used to it, though. Yeah, because you <laughs> do this all the time. I mean, I'm just surprised you only have, you know, one cat and not like a dozen. Um, if I had this FN, I, I might not have even that one cat. <laughs> I'm just saying. He can always start repairing microwaves. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't repair them. I just throw them. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, FN is doing a special package on their FNX 45 Tacticals. Uh, so, normally this gun comes with two magazines, uh, but they have a, a special package right now where you get three magazines um, extra. So, a total of five magazines with the gun. And um, the canvas case, yeah. So, Does it come uh, with yeah. So, they call this a tactical briefcase or a deployment case. I forget 
what exactly they call it, but it's it's basically a fitted um, nylon case that has a spot to hold the gun, um, uh, two magazine pouches, a suppressor pouch, and then um, an auxiliary pouch for probably um, flashlight laser combo or uh, spare parts. Um, like right now, the uh, the extra four or the extra three grip panels are in there, as well as the two mounting plates for um, a doctor or a Trigicon-style red dot optic. Um, so this gun is set up uh, for suppressor use. It's got a threaded barrel, cold hammer forged barrel, uh, suppressor height, night sights, but it is cut already to add an optic to. Um, so I know that's been, you know, the trend lately is to run red dot optics, uh, but this has had the option for a red dot for a number of years now, um, which is cool that they've done that and they did it early, but um, the footprints they have are, are limited. I, I, I kind of hope they would expand the uh, footprint offerings that they have. They have not done that yet. Um, uh, this is a traditional double action pistol, so um, you can also carry this cocked and locked like a 1911, so um, hammer up with the safety on, um, or you can decock that and uh, on safe the gun so the hammer's not up. Um, the magazines on this are 15 rounds. Um, nice big double stack magazine with a, a big plastic base pad, so if you're out on the range dropping it, um, you're not going to be you know tearing up your mags. And it actually gives you a little bit of extra purchase with your offhand. Um, your offhand pinky kind of sits right on top of the, the lip on the front of the magazine. Uh, kind of locking your hand into place on the gun. Uh, these are available in black, and this is what I got was a black one. Uh, they have them in tan. Uh, it looks like all the cases are coming in tan. And, um, and it's got a rail? Yeah, it does have a uh, rail. So uh, And everything on this is ambidextrous. Uh, you can push in from either side, and that drops the magazine. Um, and then there's a slide release on both sides. And then, of course, it has an ambi safety decog lever. Um, but so I have a tan one of these without the extra magazine package in stock at the shop, uh, but there are still um, five-round magazine package guns available for us to order. Um, I think we have um, another couple coming, but um, I would call and tell, tell the guys at the store that you want one uh, just to make sure we get enough of these for everyone who would or does want one of these. Because um, I do not know how long FN's going to be giving an extra two hundred dollars worth of magazines away with this gun. Um, because you own it, uh, you didn't uh, flash the price tag at us. W what's the break on this? Uh, so these are twelve thirty. Okay, that's yes. you know what for an FN. Wow, I've always wanted an FN forty-five. Yeah, and so I, I was holding off on buying one of these because I wanted to get a suppressor first. Because I don't want to have the gun and and have to wait, you know, three, six, nine, twelve months for the suppressor. But I saw this deal come up, and I was like, ah, I'm not going to wait because this deal. I don't know how long this deal is going to be around. I, you know, five magazines, suppressor. You know, threaded barrel, suppressor ready. That case, that gun. I mean, that's that's a pretty sweet deal. Yeah, and and this is very similar to the uh, HK Mark 23 SOCOM, and those retail for you know twenty four, twenty five hundred bucks. If you can find one, um, 
used. I've seen them go even higher just because of the scarcity of them. Uh, but this kind of does everything that the Mark 23 does. It's a tad bit smaller overall. Uh, but So the, the SOCOM and this were designed to be a primary firearm and not a backup. Um, hence, it's largest um, and all the accessories for it. But um, an awesome gun. And um, and it, it's meant for, you know, military have, use. Have you shot it yet? I, I've not shot this one. Um, I There used to be an FN rep here in town that... Um, I was good friends with, and I, I shot samples off FN's truck before. So I, I have shot this gun, this version of gun before, but I've not shot my gun yet. But I'm going to fix that here in about an hour. <laughs> that's that's good. All right, we got some news from around the country on firearms. We'll talk about uh, safes for your car. Uh, we got a whole bunch more coming up on Gary on Guns. Welcome, glad to have you with us. Uh, let me uh, just jump right in here and get Dale's take on this. South Dakota, what did uh, Governor Nome sign? Uh, Governor Nome, I think just within the last week or so, signed a uh, stop woke banking bill that basically says that, uh, you know, corporations that want to do business with the state must certify that they don't have discriminatory practices, discriminatory woke practices, especially as they apply to the firearm industry. Basically saying, you know, if you want, if you want our tax dollars, then, you know, you have to tell us that you're not going to do this kind of stuff, the sort of stuff that Budweiser did. And I know, Gary, as a libertarian, you may have mixed feelings about that, that, well, the, the industry... You know, consumers can choose who they want to do business with. Uh, that's certainly what people are doing right now as regards Budweiser or Transhauser Bush. So that might apply here, but it may be different. You know, I kind of look at it differently if it's a corporation doing business with the state. Well, I, my concern is if um, the the corporation is using uh, this. First, if, the, if, if they're being forced... If, if if private citizens are being forced uh, one way or the other, I object. If uh, information is being shared with the government, I object. Uh, as far as doing business with the state, no problem. Gotcha. Uh, firearm industry economic impact. <laughs> yes, you must have seen that. The uh, National Sport Shooting Foundation, which really people think the NRA represents the gun companies, but really the NSSF, National Sport Shooting Foundation, is, I think, the, uh, you know, firearm industry representative. And their, uh, you know, their report came out this last week, the total economic impact of the firearm and ammunition industry in the U.S. has increased from $70.5 billion in 2021 to $80.73 billion in 2022. Um the number of jobs, uh, the number of people employed in the firearm and ammunition industry has gone up to 393,696 3, people. And the firearms and ammunition industry pays $7.48 billion in taxes. Well, in addition to the $1.5 billion in federal excise taxes. So... You know, the impact of the firearms uh, industry is enormous. I don't. I wonder how many legislators pay attention to that. 
Well, didn't we see in Massachusetts where they were driving gun manufacturers out of the state willy-nilly? They just didn't care. Well, true. You know, some people will cut their nose off to spite their face, as the saying goes. And yes, Smith & Wesson is leaving Massachusetts and moving, I believe, to Tennessee. Um, well, they're leaving here, too. Yeah, well, and the sad part of that is, since they're doing that, they're, since they have to build a huge new plant in Tennessee, they figured they might as well consolidate. So, at the same time, they're going to take the Smith & Wesson folks from from Boone County, Missouri, and move them to Texas, and that will probably happen within a year. Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee, yes, thank you. Uh, so, within about a year, we're going to lose maybe 150 to 200 Smith & Wesson employees and a tremendous amount of revenue uh, from Columbia area. Yeah, I heard almost everybody that works for them is moving to Tennessee. Yeah. It's, and, and, you know, one of the guys, well, I know quite a few folks that work out there, and so does Garson, but one of them said, you know, so every farm Smith & Wesson made, except for their full auto guns, every farm they make that leaves the factory comes first to Columbia, Missouri, and then from Columbia is distributed. And so the Smith & Wesson place outside Columbia gets between 40 and 45 tractor-trailer trucks every day. And uh, all that business and all that revenue is going to leave. All On the, the upside, if you're driving up and down Interstate well, 70, it'll be a lot easier. Well, yes. Yes, that's no, true. No, I'm still doing my part. <laughs> you're still doing your part. Yeah. But, the, uh, you know, the fact I mean, we, that... We that get like 20, 25 trucks a day. The fact that those awful firearms folks, you know, contribute over $80 billion to the... To the uh, economy. The economy, thank you. And pay uh, looks, you know, combined almost $9 billion in taxes, I think is worth note. That, that's great. It's a good thing Barbara, you know, is supporting, you know, our transgender community, though. You're talking about the mayor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll save that for the weekday show. In the meantime, uh, I'm just curious, you get how many trucks go into graphs? Uh, probably 20, 25 a day, incoming and outgoing. Wow. Because uh, you guys do sell all over the world. Uh, and if anybody is into reloading, man, you are it. You've got everything. Uh, I remember taking that tour in the back, and and uh, there was I almost another... had to get you a wheelchair. I'm sorry. I almost had to get you a wheelchair. <laughs> you know, I could just. That's, that's more walking than you do in a week. I I could just <laughs> double right. up with powder horn guns and archery, and and then I I would have. One less. Uh, I'm just saying it was a long walk, and you're not used to doing that much work. I, I'd well, like you to the cur to the curb and back once a week is about I, your limit, right? Well, well, when you fall and have a microwave bounce off your chest, <laughs> you don't generally hop up and you know do it again. And it's not like you have to walk the cat. <laughs> I mean, I have to walk my dogs, but that's a whole different thing. They just drag you down the street, though. Brian, would you take the kick me sign off my microphone? Because <laughs> this is getting really, really, really bad. But as right. to graphs, I, 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 oh, we're out of time. Yeah, see, you didn't get a chance to get your shot in. Is that it? You're no, a little concerned about that, are you? Well, we're going to break anyway. Oh, Lord. We'll talk about gun safes and uh, Reuters. We got a ton of stuff and not a lot of time coming up. I'm Gary on Gun. Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Dale, what is this? Uh, ATF document uh, saying about the uh, internet loophole? I love this. I ran across this recently, and I'm surprised I hadn't seen it before because it actually came out in June of 2021. Um, and it's a statement. It's on ATF letterhead. It's one of their announcements. 
and it's, you know, it's kind of an FAQ thing where it says, you know, the ATF is often asked by the general public, is there an Internet loophole for the sale of firearms? And then there are two paragraphs of text explaining what the law is and how an Internet sale works. You order the gun. It must be sent to an FFL. You pick it up there. And at that point, you do the background check. And at the bottom, the ATF says, and I quote, there is no Internet loophole, close quotes. So wow. the ATF has has said, and I, you know, as I was saying during the break, I want to copy this and send this to some legislators, so they'll have it in their pocket next time Peter Meredith says, "Oh, internet loophole." Well, you know what? The ATF says there's no such thing. You can keep whining about it, but it's a, it's a ghost. Yeah. Well, Garson and I went to a local gun show looking for the gun show loophole. Oh, did you find um, it? Well, I didn't. Garson, did you spot one? Uh, was there a... No, I'm trying my darndest because I want, I want all these illegal firearms. Yeah, I, yeah, I want as many. Did you, did you wink? Because that's part of the code. You gotta, Is that a wink yeah. in, a, in a special handshake? You got to wink and say, hey, I want the wink, wink, gun show loophole. And then they'll uh, do the transaction. That, that's what I wasn't doing right. Yeah. I have to go to a gun show sometime just to walk up and ask one of the, one of the FFLs, can I get the uh, gun show loophole, please? <laughs> yeah. So the the only entity that transfers firearms any differently than this is the civilian marksmanship program. So they will send a gun directly to you, but you have to jump through a large number of hoops before they release a gun to you. And, don't and that's you a government-sponsored program. And don't you have to be, I mean... American Legion, a veteran, uh, all the different well, qualifications. Yeah, you, you have to, to be a member. One. You have to be a member of a, a range of some type. Um, and there's like three or four other documents you have to provide them. So I'm assuming they're doing a background check similar to a 4473. They're just not using the 4473 mechanism to do that background check before they release right. the gun to you. Because I've looked at that. You know, you can buy an old World War II Garand. But, when they have them in stock, yeah. Right, but <laughs> but the paperwork is, okay, it's just easier to go elsewhere and get it. Well, they're, they're the only source for them at any reasonable price. Does it help if you just walk up to one of these guys and have a crisp $1 bill and say, George and I want to have a <laughs> the gun show loophole? You know, just pop it. Try a that crisp $1 bill? Really? Yeah. yeah. He's thinking of the wrong show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a $1 bill. Yeah. Um It'll bribe them a little bit. Well, maybe you'd, maybe you'd throw a couple of more zeros after that one. You, <laughs> Boy, how parsimonious can you get? Are you sure you're not related to Brian Hansen, my producer? <laughs> Good God, he's so tidy squeaks. A um, couple of things here. that Reuters apparently went to the NRA show in uh, Indianapolis and took photographs of kids holding guns. Um. Uh, Fox News reports parents who attended an NRA event slammed Reuters photographer they claim took pictures of their children without their permission, which were published in various outlets. The news service photos taken at NRA's uh, annual Indianapolis uh, uh, meeting last week included a picture of a young child apparently pointing a gun at the camera lens and have been exploited in media articles about gun deaths, families, and an NRA, uh, according to an NRA official. Reuters denied any wrongdoing, the photojournalists, uh, by the photojournalist, but uh, they've removed the kids' names and sort of blurred their faces. But they've got this picture of this little kid, looks like he's six, seven years old. 
He's holding a revolver. He's pointing it right at the camera, finger on the trigger. It's not a pretty picture. And it, what really makes it, uh, the two things that make it probably worse, one is the kid, well, three things, I guess. The kid's got his finger on the trigger. He's pointing it right at somebody, because that's who's holding the camera. And it's so easy to exploit a photograph like that, which they are doing. Uh, you guys have any, uh, you know, opinion on this? Is it, you know, should we make sure kids uh, at NRA events or other gun events never handle a gun? No, but I would think if parents are, you know, taking their kids to an event like this, that they would be watching them, and they would already have taught their children safe gun handling practices. Um, and, you know, it sounds like the parents weren't watching the kids when this was going on. Um, so, I don't know, maybe maybe the parents need to pay more attention to their kids. But, you know, in these shows, all these guns have gone through security checks and have been deactivated. So, I mean, you're in such tight quarters that there's no way to safely handle a gun to the letter of, you know, firearm, safe firearm handling rules. So, the guns there have been deactivated. They're perfectly safe. So it's kind of a non-issue from a safety standpoint, technically speaking, but it is it is poor gun handling skills and a lack of uh, you know parents maintaining control over their children. Well, but I, I was going to say, I, I mean, I agree, but also, you know, it's been a while since I've been to one. But NRA gun shows, you're in an enormous. Well, it's NRA annual meeting, so it's yeah, it's, it's, not, the, it's not a gun show. True, it's an annual meeting. You're in an enormous. Uh, auditorium type space uh, with you know gun dealers, gun manufacturers, tens of thousands of people. Yeah. Well, actually, the NRA meeting saw something like eighty thousand people attend. Bingo. And so, you know, mom or dad are there with their kids. There are guns everywhere, and I've I don't think I've ever seen a gun that was that was at least a handgun that was loose. They're usually connected to one of those retractable uh, metal cords or chain or something. Depends on the, some of them have them loose, but still, you know, what's it going to take? A couple of seconds for, for a kid to reach over, grab a handgun, and somebody get a picture. And I'm sure if the Reuters people waited, they could find an inappropriate picture out of 80,000 people eventually. Well, and the adult photographer, she told him, to point the gun at the camera. Aha. Uh -huh. I mean, it's like a setup. Exactly. To make it look as bad as it can. Um, it, it just, it just, just an ugly episode. And if you're at a gun show or at an NRA meeting, make sure that. Uh, I, I kind of wonder how they were they were given press access to that event, though. Well, it. Because it is a controlled access event. You just can't wander in off the street. There was a press section, apparently, um, at least according to the story. But in any case, they're exploiting it. And, uh, of course, they're doing this to make the NRA look bad. Of course. And, and of course, what they, what they fail to understand is the NRA is nothing. It's absolutely nothing without us. That is all of the uh, millions of people who belong to it. Just like Anheuser-Busch. Well, it's not, it's not just Wayne LaPierre. It's not just the board of directors. Their jobs disappear. The whole thing disappears. If it weren't for the fact that there are millions of us who support what they do. 
So they're, you know, they're, they're, they think they're attacking LaPierre. They're not. They're attacking us. Uh, let me go to the phones here and get Steve on the line. If you want to contact me, by the way, go to Gary on, uh, go to uh, the uh, GaryNolan.com. You can send me a message. It'll pop up here. Or you can call us at 800-529-5572. Like Steve has done, Steve, welcome. Yeah, I bought a gun show loophole that it doesn't look any more dangerous than a gun show vortex or a gun show night force. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, some, I, I guess they could be pretty innocuous, huh, Steve? Yeah. All right, thank you. Politicians rant and rave about them all the time. I don't see the hazard, but... All right. Take care. <laughs> Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Oh, man, everybody. Um, That's what they've been saying all these years. Gun show loopholes, not loopholes. I get it. Yeah. Clever. We uh, we talked a, a great... I want to get to the gun safe thing, but I I talked about this on, on the uh, weekday show on Friday about these mass shootings. And we can argue all day long about what it takes uh, to help keep these kids sa- uh, safe in schools. But my question was, and still is, what would motivate somebody to go kill innocent kids? What is, what is wrong with somebody who sees that as an opportunity they'd like to take advantage of? And, and to put it in context, by the way, if we have 10 of these events or 20 of these events in a year, you're talking about a country of 330 million plus. What fraction of the population is it? Uh, it's got to start with zero, 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 point zero, 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 and, and, and on and on. But what would motivate somebody? What would make someone think, hey, they're little kids. I can go in there and kill them. Is it just mental illness? Uh, Absolutely. I I mean, as to, I think, all of these, quote, mass shootings, how can you not attribute that to mental illness? I I mean, I, I don't think a person can be mentally sound and then engage in that activity. Well, I don't know about you guys. Well, actually, I think I do know about you guys. I'm sure you're the same as me. You carry a gun. And it's terrifying to think that you might end somebody's life. So you go out of your way to stay in places that are, you know, you're not likely to have an encounter. You don't walk down dark alleys. Uh, You're not like John Wayne and Liberty Valance waiting to, you know, shoot the bad guy. You you try to uh, avoid places where that might happen. You, you, You don't go to downtown Columbia after dark. (laughs) <laughs> yes, it seems a little sketchy, uh, but you you avoid those things, and these people are going, you know, ending a life, no big deal. It, it's and, and as you said earlier, the, I mean, we have uh, law enforcement has found their diaries or their journals or their notes where they've where they've contemplated where can I shoot the most people. You know where where can I get access unrestricted? They they go through planning for this that just baffles me. Yeah, I was thinking of getting a panel together of psychiatrists, uh, psychologists. I bet Gwen's been telling you that for years <laughs> uh, to find out what's wrong with Garson uh, because he he's got a, a loose tongue and and he's about to lose his microphone too. 
I I would like to get this group together and literally examine you know, what it you know how they got so far astray, how in their minds they thought this was something to do. Is it social? Is it the family? Uh, is it a bad seed? I don't know. Back to wrap it up. I'm Gary on Guns. Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Uh, Garson, before I run out of time, uh, give a quick recap of the firearms uh, that you brought in from Graf's in Mexico, Missouri. Uh, Ruger SR-1911 um, two-tone, a FNX 45 tactical with five mags, and a Rock River Arms uh, R9 competition rifle. And, of course, uh, the gun that... Uh Dale and I want most. You've already taken off the shelf, but you're getting more well, in. And there, you've got, there was there you've was more, one more. There was more over the course of the week, but they're already gone. Uh, but yeah, we got more coming. So if you want to see one, there is a version of that gun in the shop. It just is the standard two mag package. Uh, so if you want to look at that gun and then order one with the five round package or five mag package, we can do that. Um, but like I said, I do not know how long the the promotion is with the extra magazines. Um, but yeah, twelve thirty for that uh, great deal because you know you're getting two almost two hundred dollars worth of magazines included in the price of the gun. I uh, got a message from Jeff. Wanted to know what is the difference between the FNX forty five tactical and the FNP forty five tactical. Uh, the FNP is uh, basically the same frame. Uh, the tactical is a threaded barrel, um, and it does not have the suppressor night sights on it. Or it, the the tactical the FNX tactical has the suppressor height night sights. Uh, message from Michael. Good morning, guys. Recently bought a Radical RF uh, fifteen AR fifteen. I've only shot two twenty three so far. Can I safely fire five five six through it? Um, most likely, yes. Um, any AR pattern gun I've seen is is almost always chambered in five five six. Um, Should say so on the barrel. Yeah. Well, the barrels are marked. I don't know of anyone marking them to, so like I've seen some target rifles mark 223, um, but um, most most guns that are are a semi-automatic. The only the only gun I know that is marked 223 that is safe for 556 um, is a Ruger Mini 14. Um, DPMS used to do a line of 223 rifles that also would fire 556, but the the barrel was optimized for a 223 round because it was a varmint gun and not a tactical or three-gun or competition-style rifle. Um, so, And then there's there's the comp- compromised 223 wild chamber. So, um, you know, if you're, if, you're, if you're really not sure, contact Radical, and they'll tell you for sure. But uh, my best guess is that um, your, your gun should have no problem shooting 5.56 by 45. Okay. Um, best gun safes. Uh, there is an article. We're not going to have time to go into great detail, but gunandtactical.com uh, has a list of what they think are the best gun safes. We've all done this. Have to go to a post office or someplace where you can't carry, uh, and then you you got to find a safe place to leave your firearm. Uh, for a while, I, I was just, I've got a cable with a lock around the seat stanchion. I'd take it through the uh, uh, trigger guard. Uh, but there are safes that you can get, uh, and some of them look pretty neat, and there's such an incredible variety. Uh, they've got one that will, if, if your seat will accommodate it, Literally, uh, you bolt it into the floor, and it's got a drawer. Uh, you just reach under the seat, and, and you open it, put the firearm in there, close it, it locks. Uh, none of these, you know, if, if somebody has a lot of time, none of these will absolutely prevent theft. But, you, you know, really 
probably, uh, Dale, don't have to slow them down, you know, too terribly much to make it unwor- uh, you know, unworkable for them. Five minutes, too much time. They got to go on to something else, right? Oh, yeah. In terms of theft, even even the, you know, it's the size of a cigar box, metal safe with the cable that hooks around your seat post. Your, um, you know, who has a, a bolt cutter or wire cutters in their pocket? Uh, they're just going to go on to something else. Yeah, just getting out of the car and throwing the seat, uh, throwing the gun into the seat doesn't do the trick. Uh, and by the way, I never do that while I'm in a parking lot. I never take my firearm out while I'm in the parking lot. I'll try and do it while I'm uh, driving. Um, but there are, uh, they've got a couple of them that actually uh, get fastened in your floor console. Uh, and they're designed for different cars, different floor consoles, different trucks. Uh, I think that's kind of neat. They've got one that gets wedged in between your floor console and your seat. And what's neat about that one uh, is that uh, if you want to get your firearm out, it's, uh, it's, it's already ready. I mean, it's, it's pointed so you can uh, grab it and, and pull it straight out and, and be ready to defend yourself. And I think, Chuck, that's an advantage. Yeah, sounds very logical. Instead of, instead of having to reach under the seat... Uh, or even going to the floor council, uh, you just pop the door open and there it is. Uh, I'm not sure how secure that one is because of the way it's mounted. It's called a rapid vehicle safe. Uh, Hornaday uh, has a series of these, uh, and it's pretty neat. But I, I really do implore you, if you have a firearm in your car and you have to go someplace, secure it. Because uh, this is how the bad guys get armed. And, and don't leave your firearm in your car overnight when it's out on the street. Or when it's, you know, easily accessible. Um, and whatever you do, don't take it with you into the post office, into the VA hospital. Uh, that's a serious offense. Yeah. You don't want to make... You know, That's you don't federal, want to leave with, federal level charges. Yeah, but you don't want to leave home and be that vulnerable. Uh, so you, you've got to get yourself a way to secure the firearm in the car. We got to run. Thanks, guys, for coming in. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem, Gwen, baby. Honey, I'm coming home to celebrate Earth Day.